Paul Atherton is an ex-Wall Street advisor on a mission to help young people win back their financial power, wealth and security. He does this by helping them understand the hidden world of finance, risk and investments, helps them figure out how it impacts them and to seize the opportunities to make it work to their advantage. This is Paul Street Journal. I'm here with Paul Atherton. How are you this morning? I'm well, Tim. Thank you. That's great. Now, uh, we've talked briefly about investment before. We have. Uh, I was just wondering if you have any investment ideas for, for myself and, and obviously the listeners out there. Well, that's a great question, Tim. And clearly it's something I get asked a lot and have, have always been asked, what are your investment ideas? I think everybody thinks there's a hot tip, but also perhaps the average person looks at the world of, mar- of the world of finance as being incredibly complex. And the, partly the reason for that is the industry has made it very complex and made it very uh, difficult to understand, very opaque. But that doesn't mean it is unknowable and there is lots you can do. So one of my first investment advice whenever I meet anyone is that um, start when you're young. And mm-hmm. often people think that I will wait long enough till I've got enough money. I don't have enough money yet. And I tell people that's equivalent to saying I'm not going to go to the gym until I'm fit enough. You go to the gym to get fit. And I would like people to say even the smallest amount of money invested on a regular basis in an automated fashion, that's also important. Make it automated so that you don't miss the money. And that's the great thing about superannuation, the clever trick that was done and we covered before that the, the company that you're working for is doing this automatically. You don't see it. It's added into your superannuation. But make sure your super is there. Make sure. And you can automatically put more than that aside. Do it on a regular basis. We often spend up to our income plus a bit. Now, take that bit out. Put it automatically without thinking. Think of it like a, like a tax that mm. you never touch, you never spend, you'll never miss it. And then you get the advantage because you started when you were young, the magic of compounding, and you will not believe how powerful that can be. Regularly putting small amounts of money aside for long periods of time is a absolute brilliant thing you can do for yourself. Incredibly powerful. Mm. So if I'm investing money regularly, uh, should I try and you know pick these stocks, you know, the next Apple, let's say, is I mean, can I optimize uh, the money that I'm putting away? Yeah, I think that um, is sort of the flip side. There is the one that says, I don't understand anything. Let me give it to the money manager. And then there's the other side, which says, let me pick the stocks. Like, I really think Apple's going to take over the world or... I think the the newest thing, um, depending when this goes live, was Bitcoin. I can put my money in Bitcoin. Or, and my answer to that is, please don't try and pick stocks. And I know, honestly, the very best money managers. And these guys uh, spend their life looking at stocks. And they're on top of their game. And these people will tear you apart at how good they are, the level of understanding. They have direct access to the CEO, direct access to the CFO. They get the reports you will never see. And I'm telling you, they don't beat the market. Okay, and what that means, don't beat the market, means what every money manager does is they want to be beat the index. And an index 
We can use the S&P 500. It's a conglomerate of 500 of the biggest stocks in the United States that represent the United States economy. Perhaps the best known index is the Dow Jones. That is 30 mm. stocks that are picked to represent, again, the United States economy. Stocks, the average life of a stock. Now, I'm glad you're sitting down, Tim, because the average life expectancy of a stock, this is a traded stock, is four and a half years. Wow. That's four and a half years. Nothing. That's the average. It's yeah. virtually, so try and pick something that's going to live. Whereas the Dow Jones started in May of 1896. It survived two world wars. It survived two massive global recessions and lots of mini recessions in between. A number of failed presidents. Um, it seems to be surviving President Trump right now. And it is stronger than ever. Indexes do not die. Stocks do. Mm. And good luck being better than the market. The money manager's goal is to be better than the Dow Jones, to be better than the S&P. That tends to be the benchmark. 96% never do. It's Over, a massive fire. That's a massive 96%. Yeah. Think about that. 96% of the experts never beat the market in mm. any one year. If you take a 10-year period, that number goes to zero. Zero beat the market. And I think last time I mentioned the famous bet that recently was... Um, completed by and folded um, mm. on behalf of uh, to um, Warren Buffett. That is, pick any hedge fund, any hedge fund. Let's see if it beats the index over 10 years. It mm. just hasn't happened. It doesn't happen. Mm. So don't try. And so when you're managing your money, get the lowest fees, the best index. Now, perhaps for another conversation, Tim, as we can talk about the best indexes to pick, and there are some better than others, but... I guess that's for another time. Yeah, I suppose, for instance, you wouldn't necessarily want to pick uh, the, the Greek. Uh... Yes, I think I think Greek or maybe Pakistan might be a problem. Mm. Um, but there may be upsides for that. You're taking on some risk. But the uh, safest houses might be the S&P, for example. Mm. Mm. Uh, what are some other ideas that you can, that you can share? So I, I think really good for your audience, Tim, is, you know, I always say just become an insider. Don't think of this. Is, it is... The layer of difference between being under understanding um, and being quite au fait with finance and being completely clueless is not as big as one might think. So understand the market and understand the fundamentals. Navigate it. Navigate what... And this is more than just investing. Think about your tax, um, investing for your retirement, long-term planning. I say, like I said earlier, start now. Remember... Don't try and pick stocks, put it on indexes, play the long game. The person playing the long game always wins. Um, and if you can, get somebody to help you. If, you're, if you don't want to learn it all yourself, or maybe even if you do, get some advice. And um, again, there's some better advisors than not. Um, but you can work with that and get, I mean, that's another area to navigate. Tax, for example, just understanding the tax implication can be incredibly effective for your long-term wealth. So yeah, I guess you were, you were saying earlier that was it zero percent of 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 money managers, I suppose that they they, they, they beat the market. So I mean, you, but you said then also that it was over four percent generally. I said, were, were able to. So I mean, like it, it is it is possible, or is it? No. Well, okay. So I guess theoretically it's possible. And again, that's the game. Um, I think one of the things also to look at, and 
one needs to place a little bit of scrutiny. And again, to my former point, it's, it's getting an advisor to help here. And I'd emphasize, make sure they're helping. Uh, it's the fees that go into investing. Sometimes you can get a decent performance, but after you've taken out the fees, uh, it's not so good. And one of the biggest the bet that I mentioned earlier that was massively in favor of um, Warren Buffett, part of the problem was the fees that were taken out. I mean, the people that are trying to beat the market are not. Um, I was charging a lot of fees for that. And not only that, but they spy and sell. I mean, I've got a lot of clients that I've looked over their portfolios from their previous managers, and they are in and out of stocks like it's going like a merry-go-round. I can't believe it. And each, each time you go in and out of a stock, it costs you money. The fees, there are hidden fees, as you see. There are fees that say this, but then it's hidden within. It's it's hidden within open. It's openly hidden, if you, for want of a better expression. It's there in the detail, but there's so many pages, and you can see. Ultimately, one percent is a high fee, I would say, but you can get lower. But a lot of the people I've looked over, the closer the fees are, probably closer to three percent, and that has an enormous long-term impact on your wealth accumulation. So be careful of the, the fees, really. Is is there any so something I was considering when you were so discussing was um, compounding? Uh, is there a way that I can uh, turn my investment into an income? Is should I be withdrawing from that, or should I just basically you know start now, not touch it till I'm retiring, kind of thing? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the best. I mean, if you keep touching it, you're bought, you're, you're taking away from your capital base. So, um, and the. So, the, so the, the, the three elements are uh, take the money out, small tax, straight into your account, pick an index, and make sure it's low fees, and do it regularly. Simple. And that will, I will guarantee you, over 10 years, you will not believe the wealth accumulation. It's unbelievable. I, I often take people over a, a quick spreadsheet to show what 10, 20 years will do of of um, compounding interest. It's quite phenomenal. And that's why, again, to my former point, uh, take the fees out. Because small percentages over a long time is the magic of compounding. Huge, big, huge difference. All good. Well, thank you for uh, discussing some tips and I guess a bit more in-depth of investment today. It's been lovely having you. Thanks, Tim. It's been great to be here. Paul Street Journal.